where we watch every single episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One of us has watched it and was basically born in Sunnydale, and which isn't true, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and one of us hasn't. Uh, and that's me, Marley. I've never seen it. I've never seen Reptile Boy before. <laughs> and I'm Jana, and I know all about Reptile Boys. And this is what taught me to stay away from them. Yeah, the moral... Don't get involved with reptiles, boys, (laughs) demons. And that most fraternities are based in weird, culty shit. Oh, yes. Which we're trying to uh, deal with as a a society. That's what this is telling us. (laughs) It's a really important episode about that. (laughs) About cults. Uh, And it's episode five, by the way. Uh, Reptile boy. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about. It, it's like a troubling episode. Very. Even though it's weird and it's not, we're not back with Spike yet, unfortunately. No. No, Or no, no. the new character, Oz. We yes. didn't see him again. So yeah. it's sort of an episode of the week, but uh, it's quite scary. Well, and we are back with Angel. We're talking back a lot Angel. about Angel and trying to figure out where him and Buffy stand. Mm-hmm. Romance-wise. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's and it's troubling to the characters as well. The characters are troubled. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Marmar, what's the sitch? Tell me what's happening. What's the sitch? Tell me what's happening. What happened in the episode? Well, 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 we open up with the gang, Buffy, Xander, and Willow, watching a Bollywood movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which is very funny. <laughs> And they're they're hanging out because they don't have any money and they don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no parties that they're invited to. Like, this is some really funny, um, what is it called, uh, context or mm-hmm. given circumstances to help motivate Buffy's decision to go to this party. Yeah, because they're, they're bored. Yeah. They can't even go to the bronze. Willa's like, we could just bring our own tea bags and ask for hot water. <laughs> At a bar called the Bronze, what? <laughs> Where they serve cupcakes and tea. It's a bar for teetotalers. <laughs> but they're they're bored, and um, Willow is. Oh, uh, they're braiding Willow's hair. Oh, Xander's yeah. braiding Willow's hair too. It's so cute. Willow's drinking a juice box, so they're really just being like children. Yeah, which is really cute. Yeah, big juxtaposition to sort of like adult time, which is later on in the episode. Yes. So they're they're being children, drinking juice boxes, watching weird Bollywood movies. Yes, innocence. Yeah, um, it's the innocence. And then sort of the uh, next part is where we see this lady smashing a window and like jumping off a balcony and running away from this huge rich mansion. Yeah, climbing a wall into the cemetery mm-hmm. and being followed and chased by evil-looking robed. I wrote people. monks. Yes. I was like, they're evil monks. <laughs> That's what I thought. 
I'm always trying to figure out the episode. I'm God. like, all right, it's about evil monks. It's okay. True. There's a lot of nondescript, <laughs> like, brown robbery yeah. happening. I thought they were monks. I also thought maybe she was some kind of super demon because she fucking jumped off a balcony yep. and, like, smashed through a window. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. No, she human. She just terrified. Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. I would do that shit, too, if all these horrifying monks were chasing me. <laughs> yes. And they sort of catch up to her and are like, ah, ah, ah. And then you see that it is revealed that they are young men holding her against her will. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really sure exactly what was going on, but they they captured a young woman and a group of young men are taking her. It's scary. It's It's honestly like every woman's worst nightmare, isn't it? Yes. Or one of them. Give me demons any day. Yeah. Do I want to be trapped with a bunch of college boys? No. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. And that's the the cold open, so it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the episode. Yeah. It's very, very scary. Yeah. After the opening credits, we're at school. The gang is there, and mm-hmm. Cordelia is there, mm-hmm. and Cordelia is talking about how she has this, like, college boyfriend. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. This college guy is interested in her. Yeah. And is coming to talk to her yes, today. So he's like driving in his cart to school. This is fucked up. Like, uh, did you know anyone who in high school who dated like a college yes. person? It's fucked now when I think about it. Yes. Can you imagine? Most of the time it was people in grade 11 or grade 12 who started dating oh, before someone's older brother or mm. someone who was in high school and then went to university. Yeah. I did, when I was in grade 12, my boyfriend was older than me and he had already graduated yeah. school. So I did have a boyfriend who wasn't in high school. Yeah. But we started, he was only a year older. I don't think it's fucked up because everybody's young. Yeah. What I think is fucked up is the way it's framed in this in episode. In this episode. <laughs> That's true. That makes me be like, this is fucked up shit. Well, because you have these these college boys who are prowling for women um, who they feel they can manipulate. That's yeah. that's why it's fucked up. Or are they are they prowling for virgins? Are, are they look? Do you have to be a virgin to go to the reptile? Body? That is not explicitly said. Okay, but I believe that that is an inference you can make, and you would be right. Yeah, because otherwise, why would they not just choose like college girls? I also think it's because the college girls know them, mm. know that they're a fucking weird. I think it's for the same reason that that. Ugh, that there's this weird judgment placed on younger women. It's to take advantage of their naivete or their yep. innocence or their lack of experience and to use their power yeah. of being older and being in college over the girls. Mm-hmm. So it's – I think it's manipulative and maybe it has to do with the ritual, but I think it's mostly just a way that they can use their power to serve um, the reptile god. <laughs> <laughs> their reptile god um, whose name is like Micah or like M- oh I probably wrote it later but yeah it's something like that uh, praise him <laughs> <laughs> so these are college boys they roll up in their car um, one is Cordelia's like interest and they are from the Delta Zeta Kappas yeah frat <laughs> and it's so funny Cordelia's like read this like magazine article about how you should like laugh to show your interest and she does it in like the Episode. Can I do my impression? Yes. It's like, ha 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 ha
Charisma Carpenter, it's such a funny performance. Like, yes. she's very funny in this episode. She is so good. She's so good. <laughs> I love her. Um, So she, like, even in the background when Buffy is, like, talking to this college boy, um, she you can hear her, like, laughing <laughs> in the background. It's so funny. Well, like, so the, the, the character asks, asks Cordelia a question, but then Cordelia just laughs, <laughs> instead of answering the question. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, she doesn't apply her knowledge properly. Um, oh, and she's also, Cordelia is looking for, what does she say? Um, permanent economic prosperity. Yeah. She's looking for a rich husband. Yes. <laughs> she's so shopping. Funny. I know. And she is not shy. About no, she it. doesn't care. And yeah. like, but the thing is, she's so beautiful. Like, and no one cares. She's just fake laughing. It's so stupid. <laughs> so Bobby has this like, kind of like flirty conversation with this um college boy uh is his name Tom mm-hmm. um so he's like oh you know they have just like a little flirty conversation mm-hmm. outside on the steps um mm-hmm. and Xander and Will are just watching and he's like uh Xander's like she's gonna walk away she's gonna walk away from the sky and but- eventually she is like uh mm-hmm. no thanks I gotta go yeah mm-hmm. but then his honey trap his like I'm so sweet uh, I, I'm, I'm so sweet. Uh, you don't have to talk to me. I don't, I don't really care. You're right. Why would you want to talk to a guy like me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, when you put it like that, maybe I will give you some attention because you are manipulating me. Yep. yep. Um, with your sweet saccharine, uh, fake personality. Yes. He's the nice guy, right? It's good cop, bad cop. Totally. But in boy form. <laughs> well, and you find out later he's the worst of all of them. Yes. Um, it's very interesting, but uh, Buffy's interested, intrigued, and then um, the Cordelia's guy is like, uh, maybe bring your friend to this party later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Buff and, and Cordelia's like, who her? And and then he's like, uh, yeah, it's your friend, and she's like, no, we're more like sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, it uh, is. I know Cordelia's. I love when she's. Not tricked, but forced to hang out with them so that she can get what she wants, yeah. so that she can complete her objective for the episode. And she can't, like, help but, like, insult them or be like, you guys are such losers, but, oh, I need to bring you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, But then the conversation is cut short because Daddy Giles comes out and is, like, pointing at his watch. He's like, mm, you're supposed to come and do training after school, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh. Giles is being a real stick in the mud this episode. He's being a hard-ass dad. Yeah, he's being hard-ass Giles' dad. Yeah. Which he has occupied this role, like, many times yeah. through the series. Well, and we forget we just had a big episode with new big bad Spike, mm. or potentially new big bad Spike, and they don't do a good job of tying it to that episode. Yeah. Because we've also had Inca Mummy Girl. Yeah. But I think what it's supposed to say is, there is more danger now, um, and you need to train so that you stay alive. And that you're on your toes. And, I mean, they said in the bedroom, like, there hasn't been any, like, action lately. We're yeah. bored. Like, yeah. we have nothing to do. There's no demons hanging around. Um, but obviously there will be. Like, Spike was like, you know, he's he's there. He's gunning he's for them. doing something. Yeah. He's getting ready. Oh, Crestwood College. Um, yeah. So this is the first time we are told there's, like, a college in the town. Yeah. Anyways, Giles makes Buffy go on patrol in the graveyard. He, yes. They have like a little training yes. thing. And then Giles is like, you're on patrol tonight. Yeah. So Buffy has to just go wander around in the graveyard. And of course, who shows up? 
Angel. Angel. Because he smells the blood on the, on the bracelet. necklace bracelet or whatever that she found. Yeah. Bangel. This is the Buffy Angel um, thing that people like to refer to in the fan universe. Bangel. Bangel? Yeah. What does that mean? Buffy um, Angel? I, I say bangle because it's funnier. <laughs> But it just it's just uh, that classic thing where you smush two people's names together sure. and Bra- Benifer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brangelina. Brangelina. <laughs> R.I.P. Brangelina. Uh, Bangle. <laughs> I wrote Angel pretty hot, so aggressive. Yeah. So they're having this thing. They're having this conversation. Like, are we gonna get together? Like, yeah. I want out of this conversation. Listen, if we date. You and I both know one thing's going to lead to another. One thing already has led to another. You think it's a little late to be reading me a warning label? Just trying to protect you. This could get out of control. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? (gasps) This isn't some fairy tale. When I kiss you, you don't wake up from a deep sleep and live happily ever after. No. When you kiss me, I want to die. right mm-hmm. um both of them don't want to but both of them do want to they each want someone else to say something about it buffy pushes past him really aggressively and then he grabs her arm like they're they're starting to also it's starting to manifest physically mm-hmm. this frustration mm-hmm. um for me it doesn't verge on inappropriate because they are both superhuman yeah um and and they're just Having a fucking argument. And it's also like hot thing too when you oh. grab someone to kiss them and Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's lots of yes energy. Yeah. Um, as well as lots of it's complicated, but we're really close and you mean a lot to me. So I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah. And also you're a vampire and I'm a vampire slayer. It's just really complicated. Yeah. This stew. And also he's he says that I'm 241 years older than you. Mm-hmm. Uh or I'm 241 years old or whatever. And and so they also have a different – they come from different times and they're not communicating in the same language of nondescript date talk either. Yeah. He's from another era. Yeah. And he's like, I just want to protect you. Like, this could get really dangerous. And she was like, it's already happening. Yeah. You know? Which is so true. Buffy is right. Yeah. The thing is with, like – getting together with someone or any relationship, like, you can't anticipate all the outcomes. You sort of have to just do it or or don't do it. Like, you can think and think and think about what will happen, but I, although inevitably this relationship seems, like, uh, doomed or it, like, can't, like, I don't know. It can't be, like, uh, I don't know how, what Buffy wants out of a relationship, but she's just in high school. Like, you don't imagine yourself, like, marrying every person you kiss or whatever so why not yeah she's acknowledging that there's an unconventionality Mm. that's putting it like mildly yeah but also buffy's a vampire slayer none of the relationships she has are going to be conventional yeah she can't date normal people no she can only date um vampires and if she does date a normal person that person is going to spend a lot of their relationship being in danger yeah which is fucked so and it just is dangerous for buffy too she can't Taking the the load of having to protect more and more people, like, it's just too much. And she doesn't have to protect Angel. Yeah. Uh, which is attractive. Yeah. And she says, when you kiss me, I want to die. Yes. Oh. So what is that saying? What does it mean? So he's like, you know, you could be in danger, you could die. And she's like, but, you know. 
I think she's also she saying, saying I'm tempted to become a vampire so uh, I can live with you. I mean, I don't think interesting. I think it's yeah, like make me undead like you. Or just like I don't care yes. about anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think both are correct. We because it's a show for teenagers, I don't think she can say I just wonder what kind of kiss we're talking about. Mm. Um, uh-huh. I don't think Buffy wants to become a vampire. It's her biggest nightmare. Yes. Remember? In nightmares. But it would mean she could spend... She wouldn't have to worry yeah. about all this other shit. She could just be a vampire and make out with Angel. Yeah. And she's never met a vampire before with a soul. And it turns out that they're okay. They're pretty okay. They're decent. Yeah. Angel introduces a gray area mm. between being good and human and being evil and dead, uh, there's actually a gray area here. Totally. So, which is really important that the show talks about because isn't that just the way? <laughs> of, of the world. Yeah. Yes. So after she's like blah, 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 and then runs away, and so they're sort of unresolved about what they're going to do next. Um, but then the next day at school, uh, Cordelia is <laughs> – her, like, justification for this is really funny. She's like – I don't know what her boyfriend's name is, but, like, her college guy explained to her. She was like, he explained to me that, like, I, there's numbers, something about numbers. I wasn't really listening when I was trying hard to really listen to him. <laughs> but but you have to come to this party or I can't go. Yeah. So Cordelia is, like, trying to convince Buffy to go to this party with her. And she says her interest, his last name is Anderson of Anderson Farms, Anderson Aeronautics, and Anderson Cosmetics, most importantly. So she wants to marry this man to get free cosmetics. It's so high school. <laughs> so Cordelia. Yeah, she's hunting for a husband. Um, she's hunting for a king yeah. husband. Um, and yeah, because we get this conversation basically on the tail of her weird – Sort of nothing changes again with Angel. She's like, fine, fuck it, I'll go. I want to go do something fun. Like, I don't want to patrol the goddamn graveyard again. It's It's so boring. It's that classic behavior of, I don't, I don't want to go to the party, but I also, I want, I don't want to patrol more. I don't want to deal with this Angel shit more. So I'll go to this party. It's the thing I want to, I don't want to do the least. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely. And Cordelia says, think of all the poor people I could help with all my money. (laughs) Uh, She's so evil. (laughs) I love her so much. I know, Buffy, do it for the children. (laughs) She would never do any of that, Cordelia. Okay, so then it cuts away to, like, the frat. This is when I knew it was, like, a frat house because they're basically in this, like, frat dungeon and they're hazing people. Yeah. And right now, it doesn't feel like there's... It's, like, fucked up, but we all know this, like, trope of frat hazing where they, like, beat each other's asses or make each other, like, eat whatever. And it's kind of this, like, hazing ritual that we're all sort of familiar with in pop culture. It's also deeply gendered. Yes. It's incredibly... It's... it's The classism is rife. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's about punishing and humiliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would say that people even in our world, not in Sunnydale, have complicated feelings about frats, oh, fraternities, yes. etc. Especially in recent years. Like yes. when we were in university, there was even, you know, conversation and even a bit after university. There's just a lot of – it's very relevant actually right now, this mm-hmm. like frat thing. I don't know. I mean, in Sunnydale, they're like kind of talking about it and they're bringing up how – 
fucked up it is, mm-hmm. but even in the 90s, I don't think it was as, like, controversial. I mean, there was a lot of Rohypnol date rape mm. stuff in the news in the 90s. I mm. remember my mom was a very relaxed mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted. And I was also – she raised a very self-reliant and resourceful child, mm-hmm. too. Um, but ro- but date rape, Rohypnol drugs, I was very – my mom educated me on that shit. That's good. More than any of my friends. Wow. Um, like, I knew about – I knew about all of that. Mm-hmm. So so that – but that I know was happening in the 90s. Yes. There was tons, tons of like the punch getting spiked mm. but only for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure if we were to actually dig around, you would learn about tons of sexual harassment and date rape oh. against men and people of all genders as well. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think it was a huge piece of the pie served to us lady people and um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, what they're doing in this, like, dungeon is not – it's not demonic yet. I would say this was, like – is sort of in the realm of, like, almost normal, quote-unquote, hazing frat shit. Ritual. Like, ritual. Then it kind of pans over and you see the chained-up girl from yes. from the beginning who jumped out the window. It's so scary. It's so fucked. It's awful. And you're like, what are – What are they doing to her? What are they her? doing to her? I know in this G-rated television show they're not, like – raping her but like that is the implication here it's quite horrific well you get one line from tom at the end near the end of this episode Mm. where um no no it's it's when buffy takes buffy is drugged she drinks the drink she's drugged and the the evil anderson brother come brother guy monk Mm -hmm. guy uh comes in and um is going to harass her rape her um, and you mm. get Tom be like, what are you doing? We don't do that. They are for him. That's the indication that tells me that they would if they could, but they're not allowed. Yeah. Totally. So that, help, that helps this G-rated rating. Because they're just keeping them like f- fresh, pure for, for the reptile man. <laughs> Who is a massive phallus. <laughs> the snake. <laughs> totally. It's like it's they've deconstructed the rape. This is evil. They're going to kill them and sacrifice them to a snake god. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why I'm. This is why the creators of the show use this genre to help us talk about this issue without having to, um, without having to rape women. Yeah. So, or so be so explicit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that we can have these feelings and that kids can watch this or young teens. Yes. Can can be like, oh, like, be educated about these things. Yes. And mm-hmm. the genre helps us do that deeply mm-hmm. and more safely. Mm-hmm. So so this is very important. Um, we still get to talk about rape. We still get to talk about um, sexism, misogyny, being inextricably linked to wealth and power. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to see violent acts of rape against women. We get to watch a terrible snake god come from a huge <laughs> pit and threaten them with his huge penis self. Like, <laughs> like that's what we get to watch in this episode. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, 
So then we, uh, Giles is like practicing like whatever work with yeah. Buffy. He's like, he's like, really gonna give it to you this time. <laughs> Buffy just kicks his ass once again. I'm like, Giles, will you ever learn? Like he's bad. He's not good at like attacking. And and she's an incredible vampire slayer. Yeah, like but he just has to. It's his job, you know. He has to give it his best effort. But don't you just love that he takes a beating every episode? Yeah, it's so cute. It's so funny. But then. Buffy lies to Daddy Giles. Yes. It's it's like her first lie. Yeah. Yep. She's like, I don't feel very good. Mom Daddy. is sick. I don't. And and she she also manipulates him and takes advantage of his kindness. Yeah. Right. So it's it's the lie and also it's um yeah it's taking advantage of of this uh, very understanding watcher too but you i don't know i totally lied to my parents you have to yeah you do you have to lie of course um they're not gonna let you go to a college party where there's drinking yeah although god now i'm like would i want my child to go to this (laughs) fucking frat party like hell no but but what you put your finger on is the fact that there are things that these adults know Mm -hmm. that these children will know yeah but how do they know not through being told. They have to make their own mistakes and have their own experiences. So there's a blending of the two things that occur mm-hmm. that keeps someone safe and keeps them maturing and moving forward. Yeah, the, the idea of protecting someone from something, it, it, it doesn't work. No, you can't tell – you can't tell them what not to do because, like, you know – People will just do whatever they want to do. And yeah. teens will just do – they'll have sex. They'll go do the parties. You know, they'll lie. So it's how to navigate. It's um, a balancing act. Yeah, it's how to navigate, like, all having open communication. But they get to that point, right? They like, do. But she has to lie to him to sort of do her own thing and, and make her own choices. And so I she agree. lies. And Willow <sighs> – well, is such a loser. She's like, I can't believe you lied, Giles. <laughs> I mean, she's a big loser. And also, she's like, of all the things to lie about is to go to this weird party with this bitch. That you don't even want to go to the party. So like, I think I think there's also a bit of like, why are you lying about this? Yeah, about this. This is the thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it comes off loserish and, and, <laughs> and whiny. <laughs> and like, maybe we should all just braid my hair again I tonight. <laughs> but she does cover for Buffy as long as she can. She does. So she's a good friend. Oh, yeah. Isn't so, she so cute she's when so she's cute. trying to lie? Yeah, it's Our, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cordelia sits Buffy down. She's going to the party, and it gives her the rules of the party. Tells her what not to wear. Yeah, she says, um, no black, silk, chiffon, spandex. Those are my signatures. <laughs> but it's funny because Buffy does wear black. Yeah. And she does wear spandex. Yeah, Are you kidding that's me? So good. Have you seen that booty? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's being very clear and upfront <laughs> about the expectations. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then, and then they go to the party. Cordelia is driving and like hits a car <laughs> as she's parking. Oh my god! Uh, and then we've got like frat party music, like blaring. It's it's like grungy, like yeah. cool frat. Yeah. so darn close to you. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Me too. Let's go. Come on. Okay, 
you walk in and everyone's wearing ties. I know! I was like, this is the loseriest frat party I've ever seen. Why is everyone in fucking ties? <laughs> I think the suit and ties is there to show us that these are um pe these are young people, but they're not in high school. It's also there to show us that they are the son of business people. Wealthy. Yes. Yes, they're these these wealthy young men, they have power. Yes. They're they're going to be um, wealthy and, and powerful. Yeah, they come from a class that is above middle class, which is what Buffy is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's and they are yeah they are part of this elite. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, Xander decides he's gonna go to this party and just, like, be undercover oh, yeah. to, like, watch out for Buffy. Yeah. Which is really cute. It's weird, but it's cute. Yeah. So he, like, sneaks in there and is making, like, really horrible jokes. <laughs> he's like, Godzilla! <laughs> His nerd, nerdiness. Yeah. And the fact that no one recognizes him gives him away. And he's not wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, he's a, a pledge. He's a new pledge. Yeah. <laughs> and they just start hazing him at the party. Yeah. Ooh, it's awful. I Well, I think we should talk about that moment in Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Yes, but will. it's really, it's horrible. <laughs> yes. Then we're sort of going back and forth to like um, Giles and Willow. Yes. They're they're sort of on the case of this bracelet. So they're, they don't think it's a huge deal, but they decide to sort of look into it because there's no other demonic activity right now. And we get to watch Willow be a cool hacker girl. Yeah, so she's hacking. I don't know what she's hacking. It's just um, different permutations of the... Typing. End. <laughs> no, no, she's just typing a lot. Yeah, just Marley. typing. Scent. Is it, uh, is it rent? Is it... Okay, uh, but put yourself in my shoes. I was like... In junior high, in junior high, watching this, honestly, I remember being like, "Whoa, Willow can type fast," but like that's like there aren't. Com I didn't have a computer when mm -hmm. this came out. Yeah, no one did. No, no one did. Maybe the wealthy elite did, but the elite? I didn't no, have no. a computer that I was clickety clacking on. No. So even just watching someone be good at typing, I was like, "That's all you need to say." Now you need to show me to be a hacker. You need to show me like cool graphics, and there needs to be like a whole hack montage and. <laughs> Maybe there's a headset. Um, Willow just has to type good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so by typing good, she uh, they discover that the bracelet says Kent yes. Preparatory School, which is some – so many schools are revealed in this episode, but there's some – what's a preparatory school? Um, anyway. I don't know. Prep school, I think, is uh, – Is it like a private school? It's a private high school, okay. I think. Sure. Private, it sounds yeah. like maybe it's an all-girls school. Sure, sure. So it's some kind of fancy private school, but it's if they say it's outside of town, convenient. <laughs> uh, and so they figure out this bracelet is from this, um, by some more hacking, that there is some girl that went missing from this preparatory yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, and they don't know where she's gone. And then they also find out, is I don't know if it's in this exact same scene or it's mm. the scene next to this one, mm -hmm. uh, that they find out that a bunch of girls went missing this time last year. Yeah, so it's sort of all connected, and yeah. um, they find out by the hacking. And you're starting to see this dynamic and this shorthand between the research team and, like, the action team, which mm -hmm. is usually – research team is usually Willow and Giles, and yeah. action team is usually Buffy and Xander and Angel. Totally. And then, of course, you have that switched up, which, like, often, where there's um, – you know, you get, you get Willow smashing a vampire in the face with an axe. Yep. Not a few episodes ago, or you get Giles needing to be saved from a 
crematorium. Like they, 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 it's such a great and lovely way of mixing it up. But they're so good. Like Willow and Giles are such a natural like research totally. pairing. I love it. So and cute. they are becoming close. Yes. Have you noticed? Yeah. And and Willow's sort of like covering because Giles keeps being like, I should call Buffy. And and Willow's like, Oh, but Buff, Buffy's really sick. Or and call Angel because he found the he bracelet. Was there, get Angel. He knows the smell of blood. Yeah. <laughs> and Giles is like, Oh right, uh, very good. Uh, he listens to her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's a good idea. Yeah. And then uh, back at the party, this is when so um, Buffy. Uh, slow dances with um, Tom. Tom because Buffy's almost like attacked by this like drunken rampaging frat man. Yeah, and then Tom does the manipulation, swooping in, dancing. He's like, oh, you know, sometimes it's okay not to be so mature. It's so manipulative yep. when you look back. Um, also, a reason for spending time with someone, it if a reason for spending time with someone with someone is that you are escaping harassment from another man. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's not quality time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he, he's making it seem as though... <sighs> What's just so great about this episode is that there are no good guys in this episode. Buffy is treated horribly. Cordelia, all of them, are treated horribly by all of the men, mm-hmm. really. And then you have a nice redeeming conversation between her and Angel and a redeeming conversation between her and Giles the, and, and Xander, these men that matter to her. But all the other men in this episode are bad. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they all suck. And yeah. Tom is manipulating her into basically drinking, drinking yes. this spiked drink. He's he's gaining her trust. Yeah. So, so uh, he sort of gives her this drink and they're like, cheers. And yeah. she drinks the, the alcohol. I think this is the first time I've seen her drink alcohol yeah. in the show. So, I mean, it's a bit overt, this, like, moral of being, like, don't drink. But I also think, like, don't take drinks from strangers is sort of, like, a good general rule. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, for women, I know uh, when I started going out to the club, like, we all sort of had this thing um, where you take your drinks with you in the bathroom. Yep. Don't leave them alone. But our, gen- our, our age group mm-hmm. is the first to be educated really in a more public way about yeah. that. Yep. Like, have women been being poisoned to mm-hmm. be taken advantage of by uh, people, by men, mm-hmm. for a very, very, very long time? Yes. Like, yes. my mom has stories. I grew up with a ton of people who had older siblings who had tons of stories about being drugged and mm-hmm. not knowing where they woke up. It was fucked. Yeah, that is – it's fucked Out up. of control, fucked. Yeah, so, like, when I saw that she was – Roofied. I actually, I didn't quite, I didn't, I, I believed nice Tom. Like you've seen the episode, but I haven't. And like, I, I believe nice Tom. I, I believed him and I thought he was nice guy. God, they got me. They well, tricked me. Well, and, and who did they cast? Let's, let, let's talk about the casting of Tom mm-hmm. for a second. They cast a man who is a white man. He looks like Angel. He, yeah. Or, or does Cordelia's boyfriend look like Angel? One Cord- of them looks... Cord- Anderson boy yeah, looks like, looks like Angel. Angel. Yeah. So so you have the smoking hot guy uh, who's a bit of a dick. Yeah. And overtly a bit of a dick. Um, and deep down, a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have um, boy next door. And he's sort of smaller, yes. too. He's He wasn't like a really tall man. Yes. So what they're telling us, I think, is that this man comes in many forms mm. um and this man is 
all men. Yeah. Like, I, I think, unfortunately, it's saying, hey, men, you have a lot of power. Uh, use it for use it for good. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is all of you. You all have this – like, we're all born – uh, unfortunately, being socialized in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think what it's supposed to do is, although he's a white uh, guy, I think he's supposed to be all oh, white yes. men, all white people, um, and then all men. Yep. Yeah. With this power. I would – I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and so, like, this is so scary when Buffy is roofied. <gasps> I've never been roofied, but it's very scary to think about that happening. Yeah. Um, especially she's in she, – no one knows where the fuck she is, yep. really. Like, yep. Willow does, but, like, no one really knows where she is. Well, Cordelia does, and where's Cordelia? You find out, li- like, within yeah. moments that she's passed out. She's also fucking roofied. Yeah. Um. So she, like, passes out in this bed, and we talked about earlier this, like, altercation happening. So now you know it's evil Tom, and they're, like, bringing her down to the cave. You think he's protecting her? Mm-hmm. So it's a bait and switch. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, man? Were you just gonna, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I was just gonna take a little taste before. And he was like, what are you thinking? And you mm-hmm. think he's gonna say because that's wrong and awful. Yeah. But instead it's, no, we have to save them for our penis man. Moloch. <laughs> Makita. Makita, the snake. Uh, Is his name. Uh, Oh, and so then we're in like the frat cave. Uh, We're in the frat cave. uh, (laughs) Which sounds a lot like that cave. In the frat cave. (laughs) It's similar to the master's cave too. Um, All evil happens in these like caves. So all the girls are like chained up and uh, so scary. And then they're like scarring the Tom guy, they're, like, cutting shit into his pecs. Yep. And you know it's, oh, you're like, oh, we're hardcore. And this is where the genre lifts us out of what we know to be fraternity behavior to, oh, this is now it's fantastical. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. cult. It's, like, it's gone into demonic, satanic shit um, that's sort of beyond the the normal frat yes. thing. Which is important to do to us after the violence against the women. Mm-hmm. It's important to say the violence against the women, you don't have to be worshipping a snake to hurt women. Yes. So that all happens and they are bad men without the demon. Yep. Now we're becoming worse men. <laughs> yeah. And then we're back with like uh, Buffy and Giles and Angel has come. and <laughs> Yeah. And this is when uh, Willow, uh, she's like... She's been covering, but then she can't cover anymore because they're like, they've found out what's happened. And uh, and then Willow has her little explosion to Giles and Angel. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're pushing her too hard. And like, you, why don't you just want to get a cup of coffee? Like, you're immortal. <laughs> you have all the time in the world. <laughs> Is a, cu- a cup of coffee gonna really going to kill you? I know. <laughs> it's so cute. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's nice when Willow like breaks down and is like, you guys are too much. Like, yeah. let me tell what you what I think. I know I'm really easygoing, but I think you guys are fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Xander's been kicked out of the party. Oh, he's yeah. like naked. Oh my god! But he's so hot, though. He's like ripped. Oh yeah. I was like, we're gonna have to talk about this one outfit he wears in the episode. It's like one of the worst outfits I've ever seen in the whole show. <laughs> but like, I was like, damn! Like, he has such a like ripped body yeah he's, <laughs> he's a, so hot he's a beautiful Brennan. man yeah they just cover him in like the worst fucking outfits but yeah so luckily he's out there and he knows what's happening to buffy he um the whole gang goes there because they all know buffy's in there and cordelia's in there 
And Xander bluffs his way to get in because he wears like a robe and is like, I was taking out the trash. <laughs> Didn't want to miss the satanic <laughs> ritual. <laughs> so funny. This is moments where I'm like, Kate, I know, Marley, I know you're like Giles in the show, but there's moments when you're like Xander. <laughs> what do you mean that I would? Why did that remind you of me? That's so funny. <laughs> because uh, you would use, like, really informed educational <laughs> lies to try and get into things. Like saying, I'm here to, uh, I, I didn't want to miss the ritual. <laughs> like, you would just say that. Uh, so funny. <laughs> and it fucking worked because they're so dumb, the frat boys. <laughs> so they go in. They're all, like, punching all the frat people upstairs. And then they know there's a ritual happening downstairs. Mm-hmm. And... Buffy's trying to like so the the they're like praise him he's yes. coming and then this is when like his erect reptile yes. penis comes out of the hole yes. <laughs> and it's like ah, 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 ah. Yeah. <laughs> he really gets a lot of airtime hey oh and yeah. I it's honestly he looks pretty good but I did feel like I could see like. I can't see the strings, but I can sort of see the strings and <laughs> I'm like flying around. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's in like. Um, I'm pretty sure they've, like, basically um, cemented or glued ski boots uh-huh. to a platform that can move around. Uh-huh. And then this person is in ski boots, like, by the legs so that he's got a lot of mobility. Yeah. Uh, front and back. And stability. Yeah. yeah. And then I think he's, like, put into this costume and then the rest is computer. Yeah. He's, like, flying around. <laughs> I'm just going to say that this um, look of mm-hmm. demon is very much this season. Cool. So I don't know if you noticed last season that you get a lot of, like, what looks like computer. Or, like, robot. Or robot. Mm -hmm. So now we're kind of moving away from computer. Mm -hmm. Like, Moloch, they were like, meh. Yeah. Um, Even even, uh, Praying Mantis, Mrs. French. (laughs) They did robot, but, like, from close up, like, alien style. And then they did a lot of computery stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Special effects, I guess. And now we're going back to kind of just like animatronic yeah. looking things with lots of makeup. Yeah, he's he, this demon looks great. Yeah. Um he and he's got little like webbed wings, but he's kind of humanoid. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. This must be some old frat man who turned into a reptile boy. Well, worshiping the snake, the snake is like there's a lot of snake worship in culture uh uh like in Egyptian culture and in Arabic culture. So the snake is a symbol of both fertility and wealth. And it's the original sin exactly. and shit. You know? So it works really well in America. Very, yeah, very well. Yeah. The snake has a lot of significance. Yes. Although he, I guess he looks like a snake, but he is like humanoid. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, he I, looks like a reptile, he? Doesn't sort he sort of looks like the master a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. Um. Angel demon face power. Oh, <laughs> Angel puts his, like... He masks yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. He's like, pew! Uh, <laughs> and then Buffy rips her chains out of the ceiling and is, like, kicking people's asses. Because that's all I wanted. I was like, Buffy could kick all these fucking men's asses if she just ripped her things yep. out. So she does. And then everyone's down in the dungeon. They're all fighting. And then Buffy gets his sword and just, like, hacks the... She castrates it. Yeah, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Cuts this penis in half, and as it's about to get Cordelia, yeah, 
Uh, it's very good. Yeah. It's very satisfying. And there's quite like a nice brawl. Like Xander helps out. Angel's helping out. Like she does get to see and notice this, this, the gang's all here. We do get a few yeah. seconds of really satisfying, like Buffy's going to deal with the boss and we're all going to back her up. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very good. Tom, you talk too much. <laughs> so happy to see anyone in my hole. You guys, I just hate you guys. And she was like, I can't believe you convinced me to come to this party. <laughs> uh, she's always her. ahead of the game and getting her narrative out there first. Yeah. Isn't she? so good. Oh. And then the kind of like button end, I mean... The moral of the story is, like, don't lie and drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Tell the truth. Always tell the truth and don't drink or don't drink strange drinks from men. Yeah. Which, fair enough. I mean, it's shitty, though, because, like, because because drinking when you're young can be so dangerous because your judgment can be so altered mm. that you, unfortunately, cannot advocate for yourself. Um, what's really fucked up is that we start drinking in really vulnerable situations yeah. and we don't drink in situations where we get to know ourselves when we're a little bit inebriated or mm-hmm. friends get to know us when we're a little in- inebriated so they can help us take care of ourselves and we can help each other take care of each other. It's just, to me, that's more what it's about. Yeah. Don't do, um, baby steps. Like yeah. don't do it all at once. And like, and was, don't do it in strangers' houses where you have no we don't know anyone. Yeah, you and I wouldn't go to a to a person's house with one friend who we where we didn't know a single person. Fuck no! Like that is a bad idea. I'm really glad my parents were pretty chill about drinking. Like, and they often so a cu- me and a couple of my friends we would have parties at our houses and our parents were chill with it. And I would have big parties at my house. I lived on this acreage, and my parents would be around. Yeah. They would often go to their neighbor's house and just hang out and probably like drink with them or hang out with them, but they would let me have the house. Yeah. But they were sort of around in case. Yeah. They knew we were all drinking and getting drunk. Yeah. But it was in a safe place. We were in our house. Your parents, parents probably knew a lot of the people who were there. Yes. And, it, you know, help would be available if necessary. So it all felt like pretty safe and chill. And, you know, my friend would also, her mom would be there at like parties and it was like it was fine. Like, yeah. she would be in her room and stuff like that. So it just felt like that was a good way for, like, alcohol to be introduced to us because we weren't yes. far from help. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's complicated and it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their own stories of, like, wiggling around in this, like, really small rule box and then eventually getting a bit more freedom and then a bit more. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of really fucked up shit that happens while you're doing it. Absolutely. So the kind of little button to the episode is Buffy and Giles have their little heart to heart. They're like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll trust you more, trust me more, mm-hmm. blah, blah. They've had this a few times, mm-hmm. but they kind of have to do it again and again to really... They level with each other yeah. and they each, they each, if not apologize, they try and take responsibility for something that they think that they screwed up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really great. It's so healthy. Yeah. 
It is. This communication. And they speak about their emotions mm-hmm. and how another person's actions impacted them. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I know a lot of people who've, like, not had conversations with their own parents yeah. about, like, in this way. I know. And it's they, hard. Yeah, and they really have to deal with conflict because it's obviously in her line of work. Um, but also, that's that's hats off to the creation of the show, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Like, yes, this episode is really, it's really fucking screwed up. But they are trying to engage in some really, really huge themes. Yes, yeah. Um, and they are trying. Yeah. Like, and it is through the the intimate relationships between Angel and Buffy and Buffy and Giles. Um, and yeah, that, that we really get to see the heart of the episode. Mm-hmm. And then again, in some of the execution of some of the details of the world, it can fall short. Yeah. But this is what the episode is about. Yeah. And, and then the end is, is Angel asks Buffy to have coffee. I know. Sometime. And then she says sometime. Yeah. I'll let you know. So and then she just walks away yeah, girl. <laughs> from the table. The ball is in her court, and mm-hmm. she's like, the ball is in my court. Yeah. You know? I love it. That's good. I love it. Yeah. She gets to be the one that's hard to get and coy, but who also is like, thank you. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to take my power back now. Yeah. And bye. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Some assembly So um, there's a uh, quite a few uh, fashion <laughs> moments. Tell me, in this tell episode. me, tell me. Uh, so, ooh, yeah, um, Buffy is wearing a, like a quite hideous um, outfit at the beginning of this episode. Is it the brown? The it's brun? like giraffe pants. Giraffe, yeah, that's the giraffe. It's pants. giraffe print. I'm quite sure. I was like, whoa, oh. Is there a time and a place where giraffe print is good, um, or is it just this outfit? I just want to know so your good. your overall feelings about the pants. I'm ugh, I'm pro animal print. I love animal print, so I'm pro draft print. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pro draft print pant. I think anything can work <laughs> if you style it right, um, but it has to have like a plainer top. And so the top she's wearing is like a blue crochet. crochet. Uh, it's like see through, and she's just wearing like a black bra underneath. So it's just so much. It's yeah. so much happening. This outfit is so 90s. It's so bad. And she's got, although I love her sandals, they're like big chunky heel like yeah. sandals. But yeah, it, it's just so ugly. Well, and the bangs and the sunglasses and the, it, it yeah, it's a lot. It's just too much happening. So I think giraffe pants could <laughs> work, but like not with that fucking crochet blue yeah. see-through yeah. top. No, no, no. Uh, and then Xander's outfit, I I may go on record and say it's the worst outfit in all of the show so far. <laughs> it's like a highlighter, sh- like yellow. I've never seen a shirt like this before, button up. It's huge, but it's like, it was like blinding. I can't believe this shirt exists. And then I don't know if you caught it. it you can only see his pants for like a second. Did you catch what his pants that he's wearing? No. They are green plaid pants. <laughs> Like tartan. He was wearing a tartan plaid. It's like tartan plaid and and a highlighter shirt. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And I can't believe how hot he looks later with no clothes on. I know. And then they put him in that khaki and red polo. Yeah. Oh, and for then the, his party outfit. Yeah, I know. He looks like he he looks like 
Uh, well, he, yeah, he looks like he's going to sh- sell me insurance or m- maybe make me a pizza. Or he's in the chess club. Yeah. Uh, it's, but this. It's also just so vanilla America. Oof. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this outfit is awful. Um, but Giles does have a nice houndstooth jacket on. Yes, he does. It's lovely. Um, love to see him in a bit of a pattern. Yeah. Um, sometimes he does, but it's usually a bit dark. I love a houndstooth. So well, have you sense. noticed they're also styling his hair a little bit like, mm. ooh la la. Like it's less like frumpy, dumpy, and it's more yeah. like, I'm a bit of a mad scientist yes. man. Yes. Like, yeah. like they're kind of, yeah. It's a bit, yeah. It's not so nerdy. Yeah, it's not so straight edge. Yeah, even though he has his, always his little suits on, but yeah. uh, but it's lovely. Um, oh, Cordelia, and this is in front of the school when she's they're meeting the college boys. Cordelia has this thing. It's very nineties, early two thousands. It's like a shirt with like a vest. Yeah, with like big collar and big um, yeah, like a sleeve uh, cuffs, and I swear it's like an all in one. Mm-hmm. Like you know those shirts that weren't two separate pieces. It, like, the collar is, like, sewn onto that It's like a dicky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the sleeves are, like, sewn onto the vest. Uh, I think that's what it was. And I totally had this in, Aww. like, the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cute. It's pretty cute. But the, it's, like, huge cuffs. Uh, very 90s. Yep. Um, but Cordelia looks great in everything. Um, Willow has a pink Cardi and jeans that fit yeah. with a little flower patch on them. <laughs> I know. It's so cute. She looks so good when she wears clothes that fit her that aren't like 500 sizes too big on yeah. her. Yeah. And don't look like children's clothes. So oh, yeah. that's a really cute willow outfit. Uh, oh, and then Cordelia's party outfit is really cute. Have we seen this dress on her before? I think we have. Um. Maybe at a, I don't know, I feel like we have where she's had her hair up maybe in a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, but it's like silver, mm-hmm. sleeveless. I like when they repeat outfits mm-hmm. on a show. It just feels more authentic to me and and I'm like, oh, this is Cordelia's like nice party dress. Yeah. It's like this silver kind of like a Asian kind yeah. of inspired, almost high like collar. kimono thing, high yeah. collar. It's really cute. And I think she wore it before. And then Buffy has the little spaghetti strap black dress. Oh, yeah. It's is, a little black dress. It's sort of reminiscent of that sexy black dress she wore before, but I think it's a different one. Yeah. But it's a bit more shapeless. It's sort of like a drop waist, but it's also very, very small and short. Yeah. Very 90s. The yeah. teeny little it's, spaghetti it's strap. It's like lingerie. Yeah. It's uh, so tiny. And I was like, she doesn't even have a purse or anything. Like, yeah, so what? weird. Well, she that was a, that's a bit of a feeling for like wardrobe. Like you would have like your little purse or yeah. your little clutch. Or Even whatever. if like Buffy doesn't have a driver's license, but you would have your lipstick. Yeah, and you, you know? would have your money. Yeah, and you would have. Yeah, I guess Buffy doesn't have a cell phone, but you would just have your lip. You wouldn't go to a gloss. party without anything. No, no, no. It's your armor. Yeah, for sure. So that was weird, but uh, just a detail. <laughs> Uh, oh, and she's got a little barrette in her hair. It's, it's so also cute. very 90s. So cute. Uh, and, oh, I wrote Xander's dad party outfit. Yeah. He looks like Hank. Hank. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I think that's why I said insurance. Yeah, because he looks like... And then loser frats and ties. Oh, and then the last outfit Buffy wears when Angel asks her out at the bronze is like this mesh, like beigey gold <laughs> with like gold uh, beads on it. <laughs> It's pretty sequin. weird. I think yeah. it's some sequin. It's like some sequins, beads. but it's kind of weird. It's like a, a fishnet mesh it's, shirt. This feels very California Definitely. To me. Like I remember watching Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton <laughs> uh, 
and they would wear a lot of fucking beige mesh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very beachy. Yeah, it's yeah. very beachy. It's yeah. very California. Um, so it's weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I had for the oh. fashion. Yeah, the fashion is nuts. Um, the robes, the nondescript monk robes, robes. Also, it feels like we're. All, I'm not sure what we're saying about ritual when mm. we costume, costume these characters this way. Yeah, it feels like it does feel like monkey. Yeah, which which leads me to believe that this show is commenting a little bit like. On, like, dark black arts, Satanism, like, the reverse of Christianity or the antithesis of Christianity or whatever it is. It's very Masonic Temple, which is still this thing that's going on today. It's so weird to me. There's also this, like, men's fucking club where they, I don't know. Which comes from the guilds of old, like, Masonry, Mm -hmm. Masonic is from the the gilding time when your profession, when you could get fucking rich. Yeah. Hundreds of years ago. Little crew, then you all look out for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's deep. It's like so it feels it feels like that's what the show is sort of this seems to be the trend Mm -hmm. for people who worship the the thing. Yeah. That were whatever. Is to have some kind of like religious connotation in their clothes. For sure. For sure. Things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. We've talked a lot about, like, obviously the themes and the frat themes uh, in this episode, but let's just, like, break down a few of the really troubling moments. Um, uh, well, one that doesn't have to do with the frats is Cordelia does make a comment to Buffy um, to try and, like, uh, placate her she says like did you lose weight yes uh and this is such a i don't know this is again the whole cordelia buffy thing they're often like um talking about each other's weights and bodies and it just like always squicks me out every time they talk about it well it's very female passive aggressive manipulation bullying shit right and i just hate when anyone says did you lose weight or I i just think it's fucked up and like we shan't like Stop it. Stop. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, the insinuation that skinny people are better. Yeah. And you'll want to be better. And this is a compliment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Well, and also you're made, we are socialized to say, oh, thank you, or, uh, oh, thank you. And then you find yourself, then then you find, like, it's just, it's just manipulative. Yeah. So that's what that is. It's like making you think a certain way so that you can't behave the way that maybe you would. Yeah. And this is just so, the moments in the show that I I don't think are, like, thought I, – I just don't think they were thought through at the time of writing about how this is so much more complicated than uh, than just an offhand comment like that of Cordelia or whoever, like, talking about but weight. in the 90s, it was okay. Yeah. It was fucking okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dealing with this right now. Yeah, the, the repercussions. Yes. Of us growing up hearing all this shit on TV of the yes. people that we, you know, it's just reiterating that skinny good, skinny morally superior, all this stuff. But what I notice is that that is um, something that in the 90s, like you're actually watching the time it was alive. Mm. Like it was okay yeah. It, it, this is just not a conversation you or I would have had then. No, no, definitely not. So, and yes, we were younger people, but like, this is my mother. This is so many people's mothers yes. that I know. Mm-hmm. And this kind of shame and self-hatred mm-hmm. that they have, that they've been made to feel, is rife. 
Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. so hard to break away from. And yes. like, we're just really, I mean, especially you and I, when we're watching this, I'm just like, every time I, I just like get that little ting every time someone makes a comment about weight, I'm like, God, it's insidious. It's, yeah. it's so hard for us to like unwrap within ourselves and, and, uh, just all the media we consumed. And it's the same with homophobia and like transphobia and misogyny. And that's in this episode too. Um, and like, how can you break away from that or not feel it deeply inside of you when like everything you consume, it kind of has this stuff throughout it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kind of that brings me to, like, the when Xander is getting hazed and they make him dress up, like, as a lady with blonde hair and, like, big titties yeah. in, like, a <laughs> titty bra. <laughs> Does that tell you that maybe they hate women? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Does that tell you that maybe they may be sacrificing something? Just, just right below our very feet? <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> it's this, like, God, it's so, like, they just hate women. And, like, uh, women are... <laughs> like lower and lesser oh. and like uh, if you dress up as a woman it's like fucking hilarious i mean this is sort of a tale as old as time men dressing up as women has oh, even since sh- in shakespeare's time it's always like a big fucking joke because like women are so it's, it's such a joke yeah <laughs> like we're a costume and, we're a role yeah we're we're there's no respect mm-hmm. there's no autonomy yeah it's Oh, yeah. It and, is. like, when men are made to be feminine, it's, like, disgusting and hated. And weak. And, weak. and this is, uh, like, it's not overtly transphobic, but it always is. Like, all this stuff about, like, hating women and, like, hating gender switching, it's always transphobic, too. It's always homophobic. Well, but that is, like, it's so – homophobia and transphobia transphobia is the hatred of women it's always also, rooted in misogyny too yeah. yes yes it is yeah a- and and the more insidious stuff and the subtler stuff is if it's not hatred towards women it's a lesser than and a dehumanization of women at mm-hmm. the very least yeah so yeah this of course they're connected yeah and and even the fashion industry is connected to that when we're talking about body discrimination mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and who has bodies like that yeah like it women Mm-hmm. It's all about the control of women. Yeah. And this this show is trying to engage I said it before. Mm-hmm. This show on deeper levels is engaging with this content in an adequate way for me. It's these details of the harm it could possibly cause to people does make me uncomfortable. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think the episode I think if it was done today uh, I don't think this whole episode would have to be scrapped. Yeah. Because I think the larger conversation around um, uh, these troubling attitudes, like, it, it's in the episode to say that these are, like, wrong. Like, that yes. the way yeah. women are treated and, and you know, uh, in these fraternities, specifically in this episode, but just the general attitudes, like, it is wrong and it's demonic. Yeah. Uh, but I think they would change some of the things, but you know, this conversation around uh, hazing and also the conversation around fraternities and fucking gender binaries and gendered spaces is also, I think, something we're really thinking a lot more about today. But there are fraternities. There are sororities. This is also just a way of um, men and women being kept apart. That is a very huge part of cultures and societies that were deeply religious. Mm-hmm. You said The Handmaid's Tale before. Mm-hmm. By creating such a divide, um, at, like gender is, and it is in the real world too, mm-hmm. but when you're talking about fraternities, it's a great way to discuss 
how men and how bad things are allowed to behave and are encouraged to behave when there's such a segregation. Yeah, when you other women and that they're like a totally separate entity that you start to build up like narratives in your head about what what they are they're different they're this different species they're yes. they're um for you to have and, and sacrifice and do whatever you want with objectify um, yeah it's all in here so it's the perfect breeding ground for it mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's interesting we're also like buffy is getting older and mm. we are moving closer into a mature sexually active person. Mm-hmm. It's different than first year of high school. Yep. The this show this show is like literally to me shedding old skin mm. and we are starting to discuss sex. Yes. In the show. Oh, you have to. Yeah. And 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 but Buffy being sexualized and Buffy being we've had crushes and stuff like that, but now we're getting into like straight up a sex or a power exchange that involves sex. This is a way we can hurt Buffy is through mm. sex. Um, she has to protect her femininity and her sexuality as well as the world. Like we're just going to start to see um, confrontation in that area as well. This is my one of my favorite seasons of this show. I think while well, Andrew also said he loved this season too. but And like it's so great to watch again because it's so – it's so exactly as I remember it, mm-hmm. and and it's so awesome. There's so much about this show that is so awesome, <laughs> isn't it? Like, we never say it, but, like, this show is a good show. It is good, and this episode, it's an episode of the week kind of thing, Monster of the Week, but yeah. it was it's really good. We, yeah. There's a lot to talk about, so, yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite line? Okay, it's when Cordelia is talking to Buffy. About, we're talking about helping me achieve permanent economic prosperity. Like, <laughs> I just love, because a lot of people would judge Cordelia for her choices to to do this for such a superficial reason. But she just embraces that shit. She's so confident. Yeah. I admire her. Yeah. I do. <laughs> and I also. <laughs> but isn't it so charming? It's so charming. Mine is a Cordelia, too, because she just had the most fun in this episode, which is you guys, I just hate you guys. Because <laughs> you think she's going to say, like, thank you. But no, no, no. <laughs> I just hate you guys. Also, Charisma Carpenter is a great actor. She's excellent. That's she's so funny. That's why this character is so impactful it's and meaningful. It's why they made her a bigger character in yeah. this season. It's because of the actor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a gift when you get to watch a show unexpectedly uh, – transform because of like a single casting Mm -hmm. oh she's so good well thanks for tuning in everyone i'm clapping i'm clapping but it makes no sound (laughs) and follow and rate and subscribe we're on instagram at my best friend thinks she's buffy and you can email us at my best friend thinks she's buffy at gmail.com yes uh well i can't wait till next episode i hope we see spike Arg. Gur. Gur. Arg.